The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. Virtual hangar. We are those guys with ships, and this is episode number 154 of the Verse Cast, our Star Citizen Gaming Community Podcast. Today is May 10th, 2947. According to Stephen Hawking, we are supposed to be long gone out of here already. My name is Gleep. All my contact information is in the show notes. Mark? Uh, where are we going? And where have we been? Uh, and this episode is brought to you by Cheese Curds. The one and only food you can eat <laughs> that's a curd or cheese. Not cheese, but curd, definitely. I don't know what other kind of curd. Ooh, actually, maybe cottage cheese curds. Hmm. Yeah, and there's a whole... There, there are Kurdish people, too, but I think that's something entirely I don't think different. that really counts. Met a few very nice people, yes. Uh, one thing I would point out, uh, Wisconsin, best cheese curds. In case you didn't know, haven't had them in years, but I do remember them. Mm, very big with uh, Packer fans, I understand. Yeah. Have you ever had poutine? No, but I have worked with Canadians. Does that yeah. count? Kind of, yeah. Well, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, then. We are the... Wait, no. <clears throat> again, again, Mark, with the, um, with the uh, time-traveling... Uh, here now, hearing it then, confuse not the ferryman, for time is a river, a river which can only converge to Mondays because life sucks like that. Sometimes. We're, we're going, we don't need roads? <laughs> 88, no, it's 88 miles an hour. How many, how many gig, giga, giga, one point one point twenty one, isn't it? There you go. Yeah, yeah, well, I believe so. Important numbers. Pi, 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 pi. One, four, yeah. One, four, one, five, da, 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 da. All right, so, um... Mark, have you seen the Guardians of the Galaxies 2 yet? Uh, no, I have not. I have a real issue with movie theaters at the moment. We can, why don't you go ahead and give your spiel. If we have time, I'll, I'll tell you about it. Oh, okay. Um, well, um, we will be talking a bit about it on the last show, uh, but I wanted to mention it here because the, the last Jedi trailer in 3D looked absolutely amazing. I saw it at the IMAX, so it's, you know, it had a wider screen and, and, um, uh, and I, I don't know if it's different 3D technology, but I, it, it seems like they are really getting a hand on how to make uh, the 3D work as a as uh, an improvement to the cinema, the cinematic experience, more so than just a gimmick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a. Uh, uh, there was, um, uh, in, in particular, there was one shot of Kylo holding his lightsaber out at us, and it it. It really felt like he was like we were right next to him. It actually felt warm. I felt warm Ooh. stuff on my right ear, but then I found out that was butter. Huh. So, but for that moment, butter. I was immersed. Well, I would argue that uh, apparently your head was immersed in butter at some point too. So, it's pretty much a win-win. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
Um, but uh, the Guardians, great movie. Go see if you enjoyed the first one. Uh, I don't see any possible way you could not enjoy the second one. Uh, so it, it is still relatively uh, soon in the run. So we, we certainly can talk about it at another time. Uh, but uh, please do tell about your issue with theaters. <laughs> so theaters loved them for years. Mm-hmm. Turns out as I get older, and by older I mean mid thirties. Somehow that's old. Don't really know how. Uh, uh-huh. I've gotten to the point now. Every time I go to the movie theater, I end up sitting next to someone who is either a chewing very loudly on things incessantly the entire time or yelling at the screen or talking in a full <laughs> voice with their neighbor about what's going on or what what is that what's happening mm-hmm. you know like that's part of the movie shut up and, you know, anyway they just kept going and uh, I've seen it you know, in the last couple months I've seen, seen uh, three movies I think and I realized I spent all this money and I didn't even enjoy it and they were good movies yeah, yeah. so I think I've just become an old man <laughs> welcome yeah, we've we've been waiting for you. It's horrible. So I don't know if I want to go see a movie. Maybe in the morning and then sit in the back and hope no one shows up. I don't. I don't really know. You know, it's funny because uh, Mrs. Gleep uh, she parks her car in the same garage as you. There, Mark. Uh, she hasn't gone to a movie in years. Um, it, she, it just it makes her nuts. It makes her nuts when you know somebody even even the little crinkling of the um, of the wrappers mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. And but you know, it's as you say, it has progressed to the point where people are actually having conversations on their cell phones during the movie, which yeah. is. I, I just don't get. But um, so I go to very few myself, uh, and it's usually the um, the space movies or mm-hmm. the superhero movies, and it's usually at the IMAX where um, uh, I don't know if it's because people have to spend more for the ticket or, or what have you, but people tend, seem to be more more polite and and and, and uh, respectful of those around them. But anyway, that's not why we're here. But I do feel your pain, and um, you know it's. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know, the times there are changing. It's a, it's a thing. You know, it's, it's a thing. We, well, we but at it. home, at home, you've got, I mean, it, it's not, you know, it used to be that home theater systems were like a stupendous luxury. Yeah, no, true. But, you know, you, you can have a very, uh, very uh, rewarding viewing experience in the comfort of your own home for what you used to have to pay for just a, a, a nice television, so... Um, I think uh, I think that that, that has uh, something to do with it too, or maybe not have it something to do with why people um, are are less considerate uh, in the theater, but uh, certainly has um, something to do with why it's more it's less desirable to go out uh, to uh, to get that experience because you can get something that's almost as good at home. So. Yeah, yeah, well, it's absolutely true. I mean, if you're willing to wait a little bit, and honestly, I think I'm to the point where I'm willing to wait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, well, speaking of spoiler alerts, yes, we are going to talk about the can't-put-it-down fiction experience I've been having these last few weeks. Yes, The Expanse. Yay! So we're going to talk about the first book up to the point where the first season of the sci-fi television series ends. Uh, So if you don't want this part of the story spurt for you, uh, now would be a great time to soak your poodle. I don't. Yes, I guess. Poodle so- a better time? Poodle soaking sounds like a terrible time. <laughs> That's got to take forever to dry off. I don't have one. Don't they do that little, little thing, you know, That's where a, the, yeah, the water comes impressive. off? Well, <laughs> the shaking? The body shaking? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. do believe they do. I think they're a dog, and I do believe they shake. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it helps. When you, well, I guess it depends on how, how big the mop is that it is attached to their body. <laughs> ah, I see. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah, I guess that would make a difference. I feel like that would make a difference, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I have cats. They're self-cleaning. Yeah, it's true. It's like a Roomba. <laughs> it is. It is. All right. So uh, yeah, we we uh, we have talked about this in in private chat for uh, for a while now, and um, I don't know what took me so long to get to the get to the point of getting on the Expanse train, but uh, was looking for something to read and uh, picked up the first book and uh, immediately um, uh, fell in love with it. I'm in the middle of the second book now, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so, um, and I guess the second season concluded not that long ago, and is available on the on the uh, the pay services for uh, additional pay money, um, which um, I will not be shelling out. Uh, but um, uh, you know, at, at, as it becomes free for us uh, for us bingers, um, I will definitely catch up with that. But in the meantime, I wanted to talk about uh, the story up to that point, and then uh, draw some comparisons. Uh, uh, with the aid of an article you had brought to the show mm-hmm. uh, previously, uh, to Star Citizen, and um, you know, do a little bit of um, a little bit of uh, dreaming, a little bit of um, you know, hoping, uh, wondering, you know, that sort of thing, yeah. because that's what we do. Wool gathering, perhaps? Will we wool gather at all? <laughs> yes, yes, I be- I believe you, um, but I, I'm unfamiliar with the phrase, but I've heard it used in in, in a similar context on more than one occasion. So I'm going to just say yes. <laughs> yes, sounds good. Yes. Let's do that. Yes, like a shaky poodle, we're going to gather some wool. <laughs> All right. Um, so, um, so I want to take a, before we get started, take a kind of a step back, and because you know, as when I get obsessed with these kinds of things, the first thing, the first place I go, of course, is Wikipedia. Because why not? Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I uh, I learned that uh, uh, the Expanse series is uh, categorized, at least uh, in some people's view, as a space opera, which I said, ooh, that makes it sound classy. And so a space opera is a subgenre of science fiction that emphasizes space warfare, melodramatic adventure, interplanetary battles, as well as chivalric. Is that how you pronounce that word? Chivalric. chivalric? Chivalric. Chivalric, yes. Chivalric romance and often risk taking. <laughs> Love that. Um, so, The Expanse. What is The Expanse? The Expanse is a series of science fiction novels, novellas, and stories by James S.A. Corey, which is the pen name of authors Daniel Abraham and Ty Frank. Now, uh, this is. Are you aware of another. Um, of another pen name that is actually a team of people? You know, I was thinking about that when I first started reading these and, and looked it up and found out. Uh, I, I'm not. I can't think of a single pen name that I'm aware of that's a, that's a duo. But, I mean, what does that mean? I, I can hardly I, remember my own name, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it was curious. I thought, wow, yeah. well, that's interesting. Um, um, I mean, I know, like, Stephen King has written under a number of different mm-hmm. names, so that's one author, many names. Um, but not many one authors, name, one many name. Authors, yeah. Yes. Whoa! Mind blown. Um, so, the first novel, Leviathan Wakes, was nominated for the Hugo Award for Best Novel in 2012, and in 2017, the series as a whole was nominated for the Best Series Hugo Award. So, you know, it's all about them Hugos. Uh, so, um, space opera, you know, we have uh, chivalric romance, we have some risk-taking, um, melodramatic action, so... I immediately think Star Wars. So Obviously, if we, yeah. If we think of the two together, the Expanse uh, and Star Wars, uh, they they both meet the requirements for space op- faith opera. Uh, both, at least in the books, um, in the uh, in the fictions, uh, do a good job of casting characters uh, sympathetically on all sides. So, what I mean by that is, 
Uh, there are, and this is more the case in the books uh, for the Star Wars saga, uh, where you get Imperial characters that are um, are more sympathetic that you can uh, relate to, because I think that you don't get necessarily enough character development in the in the movies that you would be um, uh, that you would be as you would tend as much to do so. So the example I would have for that would be um, uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Uh, he um, his book, uh, which is called Tarkin, uh, is uh, does a really good job of of uh, fleshing out his character and. It doesn't make him a good guy, but I think that it makes him sympathetic in the sense that you understand where he's coming from, and uh, he's not just you know he's just not that that inexplicably evil kid that grew up down the block and you know kicked puppies and uh, uh, you know blamed all of his uh, shoplifting on you. <laughs> I'm just not I'm just not picturing him ever blaming anyone on his shoplifting or kicking puppies. <laughs> yes, but I, I think he owns his shoplifting. I, you know, you you would you would think he he would say, well, yes, yes. Peter Cushing would get up there and say, yes, I I did take that nutter butter butter sandwich cookie. <laughs> it was my nutter butter? It was yours? Right. It's mine I'll now. Take it again. <laughs> I shall take it again. I shall, shall take it again. <laughs> um. So and you know the expanse we're, we're still comparing comparing sort of the two movies. So I think they do that for Star Wars and expanse. There are definitely some. Um. There. Wow. The characters. Uh, it's actually sort of. It's sort of less that way. They all sort of are more Midland characters, um, but I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So the Expanse, I think, is, is grittier, um, and you know, Star Wars is a bit more over the top. So um, thinking of, uh, of games I like to play, I, I'm going to say that uh, the Expanse is GTA to Star Wars Saints Row. Ooh. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, that's fair. I mean, that's I fair. mean, if you could if you could draw it back, if you could draw that spectrum back a little bit, because I would say um, uh, GTA is a little more over the top than the Expanse is. But um, I just think, sort of, you know, directionally speaking, and, and just the the idea of Chewie with a singul- singularity rifle would be so badass. <laughs> you know, like stuff getting sucked into little homemade black holes. How's that? How's that go again? <laughs> <laughs> the as- asthmatic Chewbacca, there yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, welcome to the uh, the old the old man's uh, theater hating club. <laughs> These are the noises we make. Oh man, I think we have free sweaters with every uh, every membership. <laughs> it's a cardigan. It's a cardigan. Yeah, yeah. yeah or or just you know a, a wrap to wear uh, uh, you know around your shoulders <laughs> as you sit on the porch. A shawl. A shawl. Yeah. Yes, a shawl. Yeah. Um, so okay, so now let's let's talk about another franchise that's all um, you know near and dear uh, to to many of us, and that would be the Star Treks. <laughs> and so if we think of the Expanse versus Star Trek, you know, Trek is is different. I mean, it's um, uh, Star Wars and the Expanse both have these rich, persisting story arcs. Where Star Trek, uh, not so much. I mean, you know, the characters, you know, the char- the characters are consistent and continuing throughout the saga. But you know, it's it's usually a different adventure, and there may be some common themes. You know, you know, Romulan's bad, um, uh, 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 Earth people good, or, or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, it's uh, it's still they're, they're they're sort of discrete stories. You know, you have a beginning, middle, and end within each episode. Not you know, not so much. I mean, how how long have we been going on Star Wars for? Mm. You know, thir- forty years now. So that's interesting. You know. But do you think it's well? well yeah, I, I don't know if part of that is just the uh, the nature of, of, of a movie versus mm-hmm. a 
um, a TV show. There is, I mean, like we were talking about the last time, there, there definitely is a different pacing involved in those. Okay. Um, well, uh, but, com- compare yeah. compare the think of uh, Star Trek movies in comparison. There's there's no continuity between the movies. And that's they're, also uh, they're true. All, they're all different. I mean, I'm not saying I don't like them. I'm not saying they're not fun. I'm not saying they're not cool. Um, but uh, they are definitely um, they are not. You know, you're not like, oh my god, how am I going to wait another year for the next one to come out so I can find out what happens? That's true. Well, you know what the problem is with Star Wars movies, and not to sidetrack too much, but the problem is it's always a world ending event. Or not a world ending, a universe ending event that happens every time. You know, someone's universe is ending if they don't fix it. And, you know, thank God they do every yeah, time. Well. You know, and I mean, I, the law of probabilities is blown out the right, right out the window there. I just don't. It's <laughs> impressive that the same 10 people managed to save the universe, I, I would say, what, uh, several dozen times? Anyway. Mm. Now, now, are you talking about Trek or, or Wars? Uh, Trek. Wars, you only save the universe maybe maybe once. And no, not even... No, actually, you really don't. You really don't ever save the universe in, in, in Star Wars. It's ongoing. Yeah. It's ongoing. Yeah, I would it's say a, there's... It's a... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you're fine. No, that's. I think that's pretty much it. I don't think you ever really do. And maybe that's the point of it. Maybe that's what makes it a little more humanized, I guess. Kind of brings it in and makes you think about the characters more and not... I, I don't know. Maybe gives the character arcs a little more meaning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Mark, you know what one of the cooler things about uh, getting old is? Hmm, what's that? Um, stretchy, stretchy pants. Oh, God, yeah, I too. Stretchy pants right now. Well, actually, they're gym mm-hmm. shorts, but they stretch, so, and it's because my regular pants m- make my tummy hurt, so I, I guess that's the same thing, <laughs> right? Does that count? At- and and um, and I know I know that you're concerned, so I will I will let you know I am not wearing a onesie. Oh, well, that's it. <laughs> As long as there are no booties attached, we're fine. Yeah, I mean, because once, once, once you get to the onesie, the short sleeve onesie, that's, that sounds that's, amazing. That's, that's different territory. Yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> so anyway, Star Trek. The Expanse is Star Citizen. Star Trek is Elite Dangerous. What do you think about that? Ooh, that's kind of deep. Um, well, since, um, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but uh, yeah, I think that's uh, at least as far as the expanse being Star Citizen. I think you're uh, you're you're right on track there mm-hmm. for uh, for later discussion. For uh, well, and and now that I and every time I read the word expanse, I can't not think of comfort fit jeans. <laughs> you know, every time I think about it, I just think of those. Uh, every time I think of an expanse, well, depending on what I see, if I'm watching the show, uh, I think about doing uh, everything you ever wanted to do with with an iPad. What? Yeah, yeah. Look at the ship sometimes. Sometimes control scheme. Uh, they're controlling an entire ship with iPads. It's amazing. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I ha- I have, but they're they have the the translucent ones though. Well, yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, I don't really know what's going on there. But well, yeah. Those are the those are the little uh, handsets. I forget what they call them in uh, in in the fiction. They're called something uh, whatever. But whatever the little handset things. Yes, those are things that kind of mm-hmm. uh, um, was the the graphics are, are kind of three D and kind of come out of it. Awesome. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm mm-hmm. talking about if you actually look at the ship controls, uh, just watch it sometimes. Sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah, on the articulated arms. Yep. That they, yeah, yep. yeah. So not yeah, unlike my monitors or or so, this microphone. So you're saying iPads? So you're saying iOS, not not Android? I apparently I could be an Android operating system. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna split hairs. Um, I feel Intuition. like I feel like the Martians would probably be Android. <laughs> 
don't you kind of get that feeling? And the and the Earthers are probably uh, probably iOS. Um, well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think there's something to be said. For no, that. no, no. You know what it is? Earth is Earth is Apple. The Martians are Windows, and then the Belters are Linux. Um, <laughs> that feels a little bit better. And not hitting Linux, I've been taking a uh, a master class in Linux uh, for the past several for about the past week. And Udemy. Yes, yes. yes. I, I you've been chatting about it. I Udemy way too much. Fascinating. Yes, way too much Udemy. Yeah. Ten dollars if it's still up when this is out. Ten dollars a session. <laughs> I spent like one hundred and twenty bucks, but I got so much cool stuff. Uh, Work my way through it. I'm like seventy hours through this one. So uh, yeah. Now, now, did you stop to consider before doing that how many domain names you could have gotten for that? Oh god, so many domain names. Well, you know what? I've, I've hit my domain name limit. I have to limit myself every year to a certain number. Otherwise, it just gets crazy. Um, <laughs> relative to my normal, I guess. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, so expand. So. The Expanse is Star Citizen, and uh, Star Trek is Elite Dangerous. And the reason that I say that is because I think that um, uh, there is no, there's no single player, there's no story uh, um, campaign within Elite Dangerous. Yes, there is. There are um, uh, factions and characters and what have you, and I know that they are. Uh, we we will be discussing on last week's show the. Um, uh, the Elite Dangerous uh, event that happened uh, a little bit more than a week ago now, uh, in which uh, one of the fiction writers um, was had set up an event with a an NPC character, and uh, they had they had more than three thousand people involved in that. Yeah, that and, was a uh, that was nuts. Yeah, yeah. So very very cool. Uh, but you know, just the idea that there is, I think, in in Star Citizen, or, or certainly in Squadron Forty Two, there is going to be like Star Wars, like The Expanse. There is going to be a a progressing uh, story narrative. Really dangerous, you know. Uh, it's more, um, you know. Every time you log in, you could have a brand a brand spanking new fresh adventure, you know. And uh, it may have Vulcans, it may not. But you know what? When you get on that bus. You're going to get there. Yeah. No, I would argue you don't. That's the whole point of Star Trek. <laughs> you just keep going in circles. Oh, my gosh. They never Holy they never God. go to port. That must be terrible. I don't care how many people are on that ship. What do they do with all the Blackwater? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, anyone that's ever been RVing uh, really can respect that particular bit of knowledge. Yeah. 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 I, I've wondered this many times it, late at night when I can't sleep. As a kid, I had it spill on me once. Oh, no. No. Yep, we had to fill a we had to fill a rolling thing to a uh, to to the dump, and mm-hmm. uh, came out on my mm. hands. So mm. they were blue with chunks of corn mm. on them. Think about it. <laughs> That's also when I learned about biology. Turns out corn, <laughs> hunchewed corn, does not digest, ladies and gentlemen. No, it doesn't. It ends yeah. up on your fingers. Which a certain amount of that I think is good. Yeah, probably, probably. Yeah, yeah. just think comfort fit jeans. Mm. All right. So, well, anyway, so uh, we are through that bit of it. Let's talk a little bit about the characters and the story of uh, book uh, book one and uh, season one. Actually, yeah. book one up to the end of the story as portrayed in season one. Uh, who we like, who we don't like. Uh, so, of the uh, of the major characters, I like Miller. Um, I um, well, you know what? Let, let's let's do likes first, and then this. Sure, sure. Afterwards. I I like Miller. Um, I. Um, I think he's a good caricature of an honorable drunk cop guy. I think he's. I think he's. Uh, he's got his his issues. He's got his his challenges, uh, but I think that he um, uh, he's a a good guy. He's a he's a he's a little bit affectatious. Um, uh, but yeah. I think I think uh, I think uh, 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 that's um, 
uh, that's just part of his uh, his flaw, his character flaw. But um, I, I think that he's um, he's a good character. Anyway, he's the one that I, I would point to that um, I like the most. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, for me, uh, Amos, by far, that man. Oh yes. Yeah, I mean the uh, the thing is, is in the. Uh, see, now are we talking specifically about the books, or are we talking about the movies? We're we talking about both. Both. both um, yeah. First off, the actor they picked to do him in the movies or in the show, fantastic. He's get that he gets that deadpan. Uh, you know, kind of look in his eyes. It's really good about just portraying this, you know, complete lack of uh, of empathy whatsoever. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, as a guy that's trying to be good, you know, that's so interesting to me is that you know Miller. I mean, how many times have we seen the uh, the the uh, the burnt out cop? Right. You know, it's a, it's a bit tropey. It is, but it's a good one, and they use mm-hmm. it to great well, effect yeah. in this. They really, yeah, really yeah. do. Um, and without getting without spoiling anything in later novels it's very very interesting the way they kind of use that um the uh but amos is just while he's he's basically he's he's, he feels like a very flat character in terms of his his, uh um his his character arc uh in you know this first we're only talking about the first season in terms of the first season um but uh uh god he's such an interesting character you just feel like you really you really feel like you'd never really know him but they keep Mm -hmm. giving you hints uh, the entire mm-hmm. time, and, and you kind of keep seeing him, and you kind of just wait. I find myself when I'm when I was reading the books, when I was watching the show for the first season, is sitting there thinking, "Oh, you know, wonder what Amos is going to do here," because it kind of can right. go either way. And he's using mm-hmm. everyone else as his uh, as his moral compass. So as they shift, you, know, you kind of see how he does. It's, it's very very interesting character, I think. Well, you know, and what's I think is interesting about him, and it extends to uh, to the uh, the crew, and we're talking about the crew of the Rosinante. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what uh, is interesting is the difference between the crew's relationship to one another within the book relative to the show. So there's a lot more uh, friction between the crew uh, members in the television show than there are in the book. They, they're much more, um, much more of a unified group in the book. And uh, in the, in the show, they they create some um, some romantic tension between Amos and uh, Naomi. Uh, which doesn't exist in the book. In in um, in, in the book, uh, Naomi is is Amos's XO, and uh, that's you know that's just it. You know, I mean, he take he takes his orders his orders from her, and uh, he really looks to her for um, uh, for it, like you said, that moral compass, um, or he relies upon her. But there's um, uh, to my to my uh, recollection and um, and uh, interpretation, there's there's none of that uh, none of that. Uh, them sparks uh, in uh, in the book that they portray in the television show. Yeah, and you know what I um, there is a there is a certain line that uh, that really stuck out to me in the books uh, when uh, Amos is talking to Holden about uh, regarding Naomi. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a certain line that he says. I won't tell. You, I can't. I honestly, I you know, I was trying to remember before the show if that line was in the first season uh, or in the first book or not. The season the season one. Or I should say, season one and two. There's a little bit of of uh, there's a little difference in terms of where it stops versus the books. Um, mm-hmm. So yes. I, I can't remember if it was in season one, so I don't want to say it. But there there is a certain line in there that kind of gives you a little bit more uh, insight into uh, uh, in, into uh, into Amos in terms of his in terms of how he looks at, at Naomi. But uh, uh, so I don't think it's completely. What's the word I look for? Completely. Uh, um, 
I don't want to say asexual because that's just weird. That doesn't really apply there. I don't think uh, uh, completely business like, but at the same time, I think it's 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 definitely uh, generally speaking. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's very much a, a business type of. Well, I think he has a lot of respect for her. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I and think that's she, just I, it's, it's, he's she's that moral compass for him. Just like you said, you know, that's that's how he's kind of defining uh, his way through life. Right, and he and if he if he uh, if he sticks by her, you know the chances of him going too far <laughs> are minimized. Exactly, bit, you know exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah which which he is self aware enough to know that that's a danger. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's why he's now, so interesting. So anyway, now so before he was on the um, uh, uh, the Canterbury, mm-hmm. before he was uh, um, on the on the ice hauler, was he in the military at all? Uh, we the first season we don't really know what he did. Uh, it's all a mystery in terms of where he where he uh, where he came from, um, his general uh, his general backstory uh, isn't okay. really known. We know that Alex uh, was a a pilot in in the uh, in the Martian Navy. Yeah. Um, and uh, okay, well, good. So um, yeah, I think so. I, I think those are, are both uh, uh, good, interesting characters. Uh, now, um, the who we don't like, I do not like Holden. I I. I, I get I get his importance uh, to the story, and I get that we need him. But the dude is a punk. I mean, his his unbridled idealism and the the lack of uh, of um, at least to this point in the story, the lack of because I see that changing. You know, okay, uh, it, he's he's developing as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, his lack of of perceived accountability for his actions just makes me go boo, Holden boo. Um, so um, um, how about you? Uh, you know, honestly, uh, in this first season, I'm pretty happy with all the characters. The one thing, uh, the one that I um, didn't think I would like uh, initially would probably be Christian. Uh, I can't remember what her last name is. Uh, oh, Avasarala, I think is what she was. Very, very, uh, she's the, uh, um, was like assistant un- and, undersecretary. undersecretary. Yeah, yeah, of something or another of the, uh, of the uh, main guy. But anyway, she's, uh, she's one that really came off I get that they kind of, kind of had this kind of iron-fisted, um, kind of grandmotherly, you know, kind of mm-hmm. that grandma that everyone that everyone knows about. That grandma you always hoped that mm-hmm. yours wasn't, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so those people that did, they know who I'm talking about, and and the people that know someone's grandma who's like that know who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but what he said, yeah, exactly. But you know, I didn't. Ah man, I mean, I get what they're trying to do, and I get that she has a good heart. You know, the whole idea is that yeah, she's iron fisted, but she's doing it for the right reasons. Mm. Man, I just and this is a personal once again. I just don't. I you know I I can't. Once again, I can't empathize with her. I don't feel like I, I can't. I don't feel like she's. I don't know. She just maybe she just you know something just you know, scratches me the wrong way with her. I don't know, but I do like that she cusses. <laughs> I find that very funny. <laughs> That's oh, in the books. Yeah. Oh, it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, uh, but she's uh, in, she's not in the first book, isn't she? Yeah, she is. No. Yeah, doesn't she make an appearance with the? Uh, yeah, with the because she goes uh, to see his uh, Holden's parents. Isn't that the first mm-hmm. book? That's in the that's in the first season. Oh, it's one of those. Uh, see, that's what I mean. They mix them up the mm-hmm. timelines. Uh, to everyone listening, I apologize. I will retract my previous three statements. No, no, we're we're spoiling we're spoiling the book up to um, up to uh, the end of season. Okay, and I don't feel like that's really spoiling anything anyway. That's not really giving a whole no, lot away. No, 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 no. Yeah, and and to be fair, I mean, we're we're talking 2012. There, True so. story. 
true story. Yeah. So if you haven't listened um, to it or watched it or read it, then that's really your own fault at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we warned you. You know, you should be out soaking that poodle. Yep. <laughs> your poodle soaking. And if you came back too soon, clearly you need a bigger poodle. Step up a yeah. notch. Go to the standard size. Let's see if I can make the noise again. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I got to work on that. Yeah, not bad. All right. So, um, <clears throat> uh, yes, but I, I like her character a lot. I really like her. Um, I, and uh, speaking to um, uh, kind of her, the difficulty in reading her sometimes, um, you know, it's the, in the show, in season one, you know, the uh, the incident, the incidences when uh, her grandchildren are there mm-hmm. and they misbehave in the house, yeah. it's like there's a split second where it's like, okay, is uh, she going to tickle them again, or is this time she going to throw a frying pan at them? Yeah, or is she, is she going to have? Some, or is she going to order a hit on her child, grandchildren? Yeah. You know, could be either. Um, uh, that's a, yeah, that's right. Granny, granny is going to vent you. Yeah, <laughs> it's serious. Yeah, well, you know, but on Earth, that's harder to do. You it's know, true. On Mars, it's, you know, you clean your room or you get vented. Yep. Uh, it's, it's easy to, much easier on Mars. All for the I think greater it's easier good. to raise children on Mars. Yeah, all <laughs> for the greater good. <laughs> all right, so, all right, let's talk about evil versus the virtuosity. Um, so I think it's, um, let's go with evil first. And okay. I, I think it's way too easy to cast Dr. Dresden as the, uh, the most evil character. Now, as we mentioned at the top of the show today, Stephen Hawking has commanded that we get the hell out of here in the next hundred years because science, uh, which it appears is kind of what motivated the colonization of Luna and Mars in the expanse. Now, was that a solution or just a temporary fix? And it seems like from Dresden's argument in the book, um, you don't get this at all in in the TV show, um, and highly encourage you to read the books. I'm listening to them on Audible. The, the guy that, that reads them does a brilliant job. So um, I know sometimes people are reluctant to pick up uh, recorded books because the reader uh, is off-putting. Not, not the case here. Um, so his argument in the book is that in order to survive, the human species needs to expand beyond its current limitations by evolving at a much faster uh, rate than, than it currently is, and that the proto-molecule uh, can maybe help humans to do this. Now, his logic is that a couple million sacrificed for science uh, to save hundreds of billions is a good trade. Um, and he is a, a, a maniacal sociopath, so you got that, too. Um, so, um, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not arguing saying he's, he's a good guy. I'm just saying that he's the easy pick for most evil, um, and I'm not going there. Uh, my vote for the most evil character goes to... Drumroll. James Holden! Yes, I hate this guy so much! Did, did you just have an accident? <laughs> check your pants. Gleep, check I, your I, depends. I, I soiled my poodle. Um, so anyway, he blasts raw information without context into the mainstream consciousness and just lets happen what happens. And uh, his, his response is, you know, it's not my fault, that, you know, because he started a war. He, you know, he, he blasted the information mm-hmm. about yeah. the, um, uh, the um, from the uh, uh, the Doniger, the Martian uh, 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 flagship. Yeah. Uh, you know, just blasted it out for everyone to see, and you know, uh, immediately started a war. And so, um, and his logic is that um, you know he didn't tell him to do that. You know, I didn't tell him to fight. I just, I'm just information needs to be free. And it's like I, you know, that that I. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't like that. Uh, so, um, 
who is your most uh, evil character mm-hmm. in the uh, in the story? Well, I was thinking about that earlier today. And first off, I would say, so what you're saying is when I read this, all I could think is, I think you think James Holden is Wiki, was WikiLeaks. Is that about right? <laughs> I kind of you know, this, it's, it's an obvious comparison, but yeah. but um, I. <laughs> Um, uh, not, not. I don't want to take this out into the real world. Yeah, but, it kind of um, feels a little um, bit like. I, I mean, that's kind of the general, I, you know, not, you know, everyone, uh, which makes sense. I mean, I guess that's what he's saying, and he says that. I think he reiterates that. I mean, not ad nauseum, but several times in the novels that, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, he'd rather have it out there and then let everyone decide what to do with it once it's there. Um, I, I, there's no one, there's no one uh, uh, fictional in my life right now, fictional or uh, um, real world, uh, that I have the venom for the same as I do for James Holden. Interesting, <laughs> interesting. Now, how, now on a personal level, I mean, if you take that aside, do you still? Mm-hmm. I mean, the portion. I mean, yeah, okay, he's he, you know, by your logic, he needs to control the uh, I don't know what the volume of his voice, I guess, when he's uh, when he's when he's blasting things out in the middle of nowhere. But uh, in terms of his uh, um, uh, in terms of his character, other than that particular portion, do you just do you find him off putting in that in any other regard, or is it really just that particular portion of, of the character? Um, I, I also don't like uh, his um, his relationship with women. Um, he, uh, you know, you don't really get it in the TV show as much, but he's. Um, um, he basically has slept with every woman on that ship, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and he. Um, I'm not, I'm not, which I'm not casting aspersions upon, um, uh, you know, folks uh, in, you know, in the deep black that you know want to have fun. Um, wasn't that, wasn't that Belinda Carlisle? <laughs> I don't know. That was just amazing. No, no, it was. What's her name? Um, Girls in the deep black just yeah. want to have fun. That was Madonna, have fun. wasn't it? No, no. Um, isn't, isn't that Madonna? Um, no, that's Material no, Girl. Oh man! No, it's um, Cindy Lauper. Yep, there you go. Okay, um, but um, but what I am saying is that he uh, he does, um, and they talk about this obviously in the book. They don't get into it this this much character development in the show. Uh, that he falls in love with all of these women, yeah. and he con- he convinces them that this is the real deal, and and he probably believes it himself um, as well, and then. Uh, as soon as um, as soon as they've uh, they've done that uh, you know that part of the relationship for a little while he just he loses interest and there's always a reason why you know it just it's not going to work you know yeah. I mean it's like it's like um, I, I I I want you I need you so bad we just need to violate because uh, he was the XO on the ship yeah, you know, I, yeah. we need to, to violate uh, protocol here because um, um, you know this is uh, this is just uh, too real. And then all of a sudden, ah, you know, it's probably not a good idea. So, <laughs> we should probably cut uh, this back. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I just don't think he's a very good guy. I'm not going to um, give you my fruit cup anymore. Just, just so we're clear. <laughs> no, 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 no more. Yeah. Um. So. Um, yeah. So mine. Yeah. That's. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yes. Yours. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say. Uh, so mine. Um. <laughs> you know, it's interestingly enough. Um. You. Uh, Huh. You know, I, yeah. I find it really hard to pick a main bad guy. I feel like it's not really, there really isn't one. Mm-hmm. Uh, because all of the, um, I mean, given, you know, the whole idea is that there, there is no, I guess, I guess the thing is there is no Emperor Palpatine. You know, I want mm-hmm. to enslave the world type yes. of person in there. It's all, hey, here's the reason we're, it's all very justified. Even mm-hmm. Dresden has 
from an intellectual level, um, some very good arguments. When you're listening, they think, oh, well, that kind of makes sense. Well, yeah, okay. Well, geez, he's saying that you think. And I mean, I remember that part in the books when I was seeing that or when I was reading it, I thought, well, that's kind of where is this going to, you know, where's this going to go? Where are they going to are they going to let this guy live? And is this going to be a thing? Are they going to, you know, this is I mean, it kind of makes sense, you know, depending on when the aliens attack and things and uh, this. okay. And that's why Miller shot him. Exactly. Miller, Miller shot him, said, because you guys, he's turning you guys, and you're going to let him go. Exactly. And I don't think they did as nearly as good a job uh, portraying that in the show as they did in the uh, uh, in Except the we haven't gotten to that part in the show yet. Yeah, but it is in the book. On the first yes, season. it is in the book. So there we yes. go. Once again, <laughs> the weird overlap. <laughs> that one is in the book. I know it. Um, you no, know, no, it is. It is, but we're, we're limiting it at the end of the first season if we can. Oh, I thought we were allowed to go. I thought we were allowed to do the book or the season. We're just doing the season. Well, well wow, we so are. Hard, the, the book up, I know. It's because I want so bad. There's so much to overlap about, between them. I want to talk so bad about Don't You F and Touch Me There. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. I mean, All right. So yeah. Uh, yeah, now I'm going to have a hard time because it's really tough to. Because some things happen in season one that don't happen in the first book. And there are a lot of things that happen in book one that don't happen in season one. They kind of hold them off. So there's a little bit of, I don't know if it's a time. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, well, regardless. Um, yeah, I don't know. If you don't, I, if you don't have one, that's, yeah, that, no, that's fine. Yeah, I think that's what I'm saying is that really I don't think there is really a good supervillain in this one. I think, or the most evil, I guess. I don't really see one. I think it's really just, it's all, everything is a victim of a circumstance. Why don't you, know? why don't you blame the proto-molecule? <laughs> because I can't even do that. God. <laughs> just yearning to be free. It's just, it's just, it just wants to do its thing, man. You know, it's just there to do its thing. Never really bother it's anybody. Just do a job. Just hey, you know, just like, hanging here, guys. And you, oh, what's that? A bunch of people. Okay, I'll eat you. No big deal. You know. I got 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 stuck at a two billion year long traffic light. <laughs> right. You you guys think your traffic's bad? Holy crap! <laughs> it's just Jupiter reaches out and says, "Come over here, you." Come here. And just giving me noogies for, for for a billion years. It was terrible. Oh, it's awful. Well, um, okay. So now, now, what about virtuous? Virtuous. Oh gosh. Um, the most virtuous. I would almost say, uh, honestly, I would have to say Naomi on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. She just continuously. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of a good, you know, a really good definition of virtuous to stick with to really describe her. Uh, I think the best thing is is that. Uh, She's not. Um, she's always very cognizant of what the right thing is, and I mm-hmm. think you get that humanized. Um, uh, that sense of humanization comes from her a lot in terms of, of of when things are happening. She's the every the everyman. I think a lot of times mm-hmm. in, in the situations mm-hmm. where you look at her, and yeah, she's got a technical background. She knows how to do stuff. But at the same time, she's the one that ends up, I think, reaping the consequences of a lot of things that happen. Uh, so she's the one you kind of look to to see, well, where, you know, where does really, what well, yeah, I guess that's, and I guess that's probably the idea since that's where Amos looks towards, you know, that he looks towards that. So I guess that's where maybe they, maybe they, uh, they kind of write towards that as well um, to kind of give you an idea of where things are going. But I feel like she always tries to do the right thing. And that's really the important part. She really, really tries to do the right thing uh, by her mm-hmm. own, by her own moral compass, which in a, general sense I think fits with what a normal person's moral compass would be I guess yeah yeah I, I think that's fair and she's she's fairly consistent yes too. yes she is she doesn't hop around at all she's very quick to yeah. point out if things aren't aren't going the way they probably should 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as we, I think we alluded to, uh, uh, the Holden character is um, uh, developing. Yeah. And she, and she she points that out. She you know there are aspects of his personality that that uh, that she admires and. Uh, aspects that she does not admire, and uh, she she calls him on it. She yeah. says, "Hey, look, you know, old you wouldn't um, wouldn't be doing this. You know, what's what's going on here?" Yeah. So yeah, I I, I think that's um I think yeah she's a she's a good character. I I, I like her. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens to her uh, going forward. Uh, but um, or I, I see your point there. Um, but it's just I it's. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna kind of go out on a tangent mm-hmm. here and say I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Fred Johnson. Yeah. Um. I he, the the butcher of Anderson Station and uh, not, not at all because uh, that was a good thing. No, far from it. I mean, especially the way they portray it in the show. Oh, it's just brutal. Um. Uh. You don't really get that so much in the um, in the book. They they kind of expound upon it in the show more so than mm-hmm. in the book, which is kind of an interesting reversal of the way things normally go. But. Um, I I say him because I think his story arc to this point has the real potential uh, to be a good redemption story um, I, because I think he's a good I think he's trying to do the right thing now I think that you know when when Holden came into possession of the um, uh, uh, the information that he blasted out into the universe he should have. Um, uh, he should have because they had been at least the second time when he got the um, the information from uh, the the Martian uh, flagship mm-hmm. uh, when he got that information uh, at the, he already had uh, met with uh, Fred and uh, or had been contacted by Fred and he should have held on to it and then uh, you know seen maybe let some stuff happen and see how things uh, transpired before just blasting it out there um, uh, so. Uh, because I, I think Fred Fred is a <clears throat> is a good guy he is a is a a decent character. Um, uh, he's done some horrible things, but I think he has uh, he's realized this and he's trying uh, to uh, to fix some of those problems. And uh, but he's also and you know the, the tools that he has to to work with is that he is um, you know uh, he's military strategy guy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so I mean, he's not going to he's not going to improve uh, the galaxy by writing a book of poetry. You know, he's going to he's going to pick a side and uh, lead troops in, in into battle. Yeah, to me, I think him he's more of I think you just like you said. Uh, to me, he feels more like a redemption story. Mm-hmm. Is what it really is. Uh, he's the uh, yeah. I mean, that's really. I don't know if I see him as the most virtuous, but I can understand what you're saying. I feel like he's really what it is. It's really a, a sense of guilt for what he's done, and now he's trying to redeem himself in in, in whatever way you know that that may be. You know, by essentially hmm, by essentially, I think the key with that is, is that what he's doing is helping um, redeeming himself with the people who he hurt previously. Uh, mm-hmm. Not necessarily is he doing the right thing. To me, uh, at the point uh, of, of the first book and so forth, I, I think it is a little bit overlapped. But I think if you look closely, you see really what he's trying to do is what is the right thing for the belt, period. Uh, or the belters, period. Uh, regardless mm-hmm. of necessarily whether it's the right, the right, right thing, you know, air quotes, right thing, or it's just the thing that helps them the most. Well, do you think that he's actually doing it for the Belters as much as he's doing it for everybody? Well, and see, that's just it. I think that's where that's where you, you have to uh, 
you have to really look deeper and see. I think uh, it could be um, that he's that yeah that he's trying to do the right thing. Period. You know, for humanity, it could also be right. that he's trying to do the right thing by the belt. Uh, so I think it's well, something to I mean, keep in mind that, as you go forward. That's where he lives now. So he's you know he's got he's got a you know he's got the practical reality. Sure. Of, you know I got I got to keep. Uh, well, they're the people the he's responsible I'm for. I'm leading yeah. from from re, from revolting yeah. against me. Yeah. You know? So, uh, but go ahead. No, I, I just I I think that he uh, he knows. I mean, he's been on the other side. He knows uh, the the folks that are there, um, and he know so he knows that there are people that are. Um, uh, you know, hell bent on on uh, you know total annihilation of the of the other side. Sure, um, and, and he knows that there are also people there that um, have cooler heads and and uh, and want to uh, uh, see if uh, if uh, disagreements can be uh, negotiated uh, in a way that um, is less costly. Absolutely, um, yeah. From a human life perspective, and uh, given where he started and what he's done, he can't be. He can't be um, in the um, in the uh, earth on the earth or part of the earth forces anymore because he essentially deserted. Right. Um, he can uh, the Martians wouldn't take him. Um, so basically, the uh, the OPA is the only organization that he has um, any shot at <clears throat> uh, being a part of. And um, so you know from. You know, you, you you take you take the horse that's left hitched to the post, and you get out there and you run the race and see maybe if you can, uh, uh, you know, uh, save a rabbit or two. Okay, so really, you're, you're <laughs> besides the mixed <laughs> analogy. Uh, yeah, no, I can see that. Okay, so what you're saying is really he's using them as a vehicle for doing the right thing. You know, it's really his, yes. his position in the OPA to then forward while he's got to keep them happy. Obviously, he's also using that to forward his own. Agenda, which happens to be trying to do the best thing for humanity. Okay, I can right. I can potentially buy that. Okay, right, because yeah. I mean, like I say, if he if he was going to save the galaxy by poetry, I mean, he could just self publish. You know, he could just go find an asteroid somewhere. You know, he could uh, yeah, no, absolutely uh, sip chamomile tea. You know, watch the um, the stars move around, and and then just you know. So what you're really saying? So it's interesting though that we pick these two characters, and they may have set them up as archetypes as such. But it's really interesting that you picked the one that does. Realistically, I mean, really, they're both doing the same thing. Both Naomi and Fred Johnson—they're both doing the same thing. You know, basically using the cards they're dealt mm-hmm. to uh, do what they consider to be the right thing, um, and which largely, I think, most people would agree is the right thing. You know, I mean, in, in terms of your general general consensus among most people, I think you'd say, yeah, that seems like he's probably trying to do the right thing there. Yeah, that sounds like about the right thing, or as best you can do the situation. Yours is just more on the universal scale or the you know galactic scale or whatever you want to call it. and the one i picked is more on the the uh, micro the scale. micro scale it's a micro micro macro mm. um and interesting that in the television show uh, she does not like him at all no which is interesting Shh. yeah which i mean is understandable yeah. too because you know uh given the given uh, what he has done and given her moral compass i mean you know she she knows him by the deeds yeah. by his deeds yeah. and so yeah you would you would kind of expect that yeah. uh but in the in the book it's um i i don't recall her distrust of him being quite so vehement uh, at least not initially no so, i don't think there was or, i mean well i mean obviously they they develop a relationship over time right. not a relationship uh but a um uh, a working relationship uh, right right so they 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 are uh, essentially on the same side because yeah. she's a belter. Yeah. Um, so, uh, ah, and Mark, we have, for crying out, Pete, we are at 51 minutes already. You want to um, skip ahead and we, get to, I, I think I'd really like to talk about the uh, the uh, that next portion down 
down Chandra, at least for a second. Well, you know, what I was thinking here is, you know, we can split this up into a two-parter. Sure. Um, we can come back and hit the rest of this um, on uh, another episode. Um, because I do want to, there's some things uh, from uh, from our org that uh, I definitely want to uh, to get to because they are time sensitive. Sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the new members and, and everything, we want to make sure to get to that too. Uh, but I be, before we, uh, and we will come back to this because I, I just enjoy this stuff so much. Um, I did want to um, to point out to you on the television show, how about those Martian Marine uniforms on the Donovan? Oh, yeah. You're talking about the guards that were in there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. With those those black those black uniforms. Mm-hmm. Those look Star Citizen. Oh, yeah. No, they nailed it with those, I think. Yeah, yeah they really do. They give that uh, uh, futuristic enough, but still useful, practical, mm-hmm. I guess, kind of look. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, no. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think those are, you know, you know, what guard? Black guard. Mm-hmm. Bad ass. That's right. <laughs> are you, are you going to wear a uniform like that? Uh, it's going to be the BGBA uh, uniform. Yeah, the black guard badass uniform. Yeah. Well, have, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. That's good. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we're going to come back to this. Uh, God, we got so much more interesting stuff. I, I don't know why this, Mark. You know, my, right about you know Sunday afternoon, I'm panicking. Uh, you know, we're going to run out of stuff to talk about, and it, it just hasn't happened yet. ever, ever, Gleep. Ever. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, you would think I would learn, but I. I mean, we never even got to the the the, the star map and the. Uh, no, we didn't. We're, we're going to come back to it. Yeah. Oh, we're going to come back to it. We have to. Yeah, because it's such good stuff. Yeah, you, you need to it start is. learning to just write literally a sentence, and then we can talk about basically that sentence for largely, I would say, probably an hour. Uh, no one else can see these notes. They are, you know, substantial. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, but, but it's very useful. Um, but, yeah, no. Anyway, all right, continue on. Let's, let's do this thing. All right, let's go down to uh, John's uh, forum report here. Yeah. And uh, want to uh, shout out to our, and we, we will be uh, talking about this on last, night, last week's show, um, Amontillado uh, repping those guys with ships at Bar Citizen in Virginia. Um, so you know, click on that link, and there's um, uh, there's uh, some uh, uh, some pictures in there of some of the guys uh, um, uh, he met, and he said he had uh, he had a, a really good time. Uh, so wanted to point out that there is this uh, thread in in the forums to go check out, um, and then uh, he also uh, wrote me an email uh, where he described uh, in a little bit more detail. Happen so, uh, you will have heard that already on next, on the on next. You see, I can't do the time travel thing. <laughs> Just throwing you off. I oh. can't do it. I'm not. Yeah, it's you know, uh, days of future past. I, I can't do it. All right. Um, and then um, there have been a bunch of folks, and I don't know if you're among them, Mark, uh, that have been playing Mech Warrior online. No, you know I'm not. I've seen people on there. Obviously, my uh, my. Uh, what is this? My Steam groups. You know, I'm constantly seeing people pop in there. Uh, you know, playing mm-hmm. MechWarrior, playing MechWarrior. Uh, I've played mm-hmm. it before. It's mm-hmm. been years. Uh, but no, I'm not part of that group. I literally have had not enough time to do anything lately. Uh, it's the busy season down here, so uh, been uh, very, very busy at work. But continue on. Uh, so um, we did want to point out uh, that uh, that they have been playing. It's been headed up by a gaming guru and uh, his wife, Cajun Nerd. And, um, uh, and Dietrich also brought this to my attention, too. Uh, he uh, uh, shot me a message on the website and said, Hey, uh, I don't know if you're aware, but there's been a, a whole bunch of folks down here playing this. And I uh, just wanted to uh, let you know what's going on. And he says it started in biggest part by uh, um, gaming guru and his wife, Cajun Nerd. Which I just said, uh, who were without uh, good internet for two years. I'm not sure 
I'm not sure how, what that has to do with it, but um, he wrote it, so I'm going to read it. Uh, Those Guys With Ships has picked up Mech Warrior Online. Uh, their renewed enthusiasm spread like wildfire in TGWS until it brought in a number of folks that then snowballed into a unit of 22 souls. Now, I don't even remember. Back in the day, Mark, did we ever have 22 people out in um, in our Oh, you know, I think, I think so. at our maximum we had, uh, there were a couple times we had up to approximately 20 maybe, but we never broke that mark. So, And I think that's largely the uh, the um, learning curve. Yeah, There's definitely yeah. a massive learning curve. So, yeah, by all means, continue. Yeah, so yeah. Good, good, good number of folks. Yeah. Uh, taking advantage of the special event of the Battle for Tukai... Takayid. Takayid? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Takayid, there you go. Maybe. Three. Number three. <laughs> Third one. Um, we've managed to carry the banner for Jade Falcon Clan fairly well, despite our largely being our group largely being new or returning players. Uh, through Lady Luck and Victory. No. Uh, though Lady Luck and Victory has not always been on our side, it has been a source of great times for all. As a testament to how relaxed and fun the environment was, we've had drinking while driving 100-ton battle mechs, falling out of my falling out of chair laughs. That's a, that's, a, that's, yeah, that's that's quite a descriptive laugh. That is a very um, yeah, uh, his yeah, own, in fact. Yeah, it was um, uh, embarrassing moments recorded on video, raging Cajuns, the good kind, and so much more. For too long, those guys' trips has been without a media by which many could enjoy the same thing at the same time in such numbers. That's that's very true. Yeah, I, mean, I think uh, by far. Um, you know, sometimes at GTA we're able to get we're able to get you know six or eight people in at the same time, uh, but um, uh, we've not really had in Arma we were able to to accommodate the larger numbers. But it's nice to have another game here that uh, so many people are able to play mm-hmm. at the same time and uh, and have fun doing so. Uh, we got some of that magic back and at an amazing pace. Any doubts one would ever have about our being able to gel as an org in our games or as people quickly disappear when uh, it's gelling as a people. That's that's important. People um, jelly. When one observes... <laughs> gelling like a felon. Uh, one observes the last few days in MechWarrior Online. It's a free-to-play game and would make a good candidate for joining in the crazy while we wait for 3.0. And P.S. He says a special shout out to Shadow Fox Fifty Seven. Yeah, that guy's everywhere for streaming and recording the fun during his play of the game. That it may be spread through the interwebs forever and for poking me with his pitchfork till I joined in. And speaking of Dietrich, there is going to be a Oklahoma Bar Citizen, uh, and it's going to be is scheduled. The proposed date is uh, June second, uh, so there is a thread in the forum that was put up there by Doc Buckshot. Um, so, and I know that Dietrich is going. So, um, and Dietrich, uh, thanks again for uh, for sending me the the note on uh, on the Mech Warrior online. It's um, it's great to hear that uh, that our group, uh, while we wait, is um, is staying uh, staying together out there and uh, and finding ways to have fun. All right, so we got some new members too. Mark uh, Manser Zero joined us. He said, "One time gamer space simming got me into flying for a living." Wow! <laughs> now I'm back again. You guys seem cool, and I'd like to hang with you. So you are. No gun joined us. Said, "Hey guys, I actually remember hearing about Star Citizen when it was first announced, and while I was excited about the idea, I didn't have the time or the money to get invested in it from the start." Over the years, I've been getting emails, seeing the concept ships, and continuously telling myself that I should check it out. In an effort to find out some more info about the game, I started listening to your podcast on my way to work, and your excitement about it, even though it was three years ago, made me pick it up immediately. Thank you for finally helping me pull the trigger on this. 
I'm looking to catching up on the hype. I've missed through your podcast. I'm only on episode 15. Oh, God, I cringe. Wow. He's listening. He's listening to the old shows. Oh, Poor fella. They get better. They get <laughs> they better. They get better. Oh, my God. They get Wait, better. but how does he know? Um, he won't hear this for another three years, apparently, if he's listening to all of them. <laughs> By the time he hears this, the game will be out and he'll be salty. I know. Oh, no. Wow. No gun. Listen to the new ones. Again again with the time machine. Time machine. Someone tell him. If he's got got a friend. Bit by my time machine. (laughs) Um, I'm mostly an FPS player, but I used to love playing Flight Sims as a kid, and that's what got me excited. A game that allows you to do as many things as Star Citizen is a bargain, like four games in one. I've got an Avenger Titan and a Mustang Beta in my hangar, constantly fighting the urge to throw my wallet at more. Best wishes, no gun. Well, welcome aboard. Hey, welcome no to gun. the I club. Ho- I, I hope you hear this before the stars burn out. Um, ca- okay, new favorite name, Captain Neckbeard joined us. It'd be great if he if he's just a completely clean shaven fella. Yeah, that'd be great. Never once he had says, "Hey, I've been a fan of your podcast for a while, but never thought to join until now." Uh, he emailed us a question about how we do the show, uh, the equipment used, etc. So, um, and I, I responded to him and said, it, "You know, worry not, sir. It takes no talent at all. No, zero talent. In fact, we do it." Yeah. Um, Borg species fifty six eighteen. Now, this is a name that somebody thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, he joined us, uh, he, or she, I guess. Uh, Could be the, either. One is a Borg. Does it really matter? No, it's it's <laughs> definitely uh, Borg. Are definitely uh, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Gender agnostic. Or androgynous? Androgen, androgenizational. Uh, androgeneity. Yes. Yeah. I, I hate it when I've got androgeneity all over yeah. me. Yeah. Um, it's a cream type of thing. You definitely want to get a cream for that. A topical <laughs> yeah, cream. Yeah, it's, yeah. You have to scrub and scrub. Yeah, it's bad. I have ships. You have org. Microphone drop. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good. Uh, P.S. I am a PC space sim noob who just wants to have fun. Just wants to have fun. Wow. Oh, PC Space Noob, just want to have fun. No. Does your wife know you I have listen- such a great singing voice? I know, it's it's the shoehorning. It's the shoehorning <laughs> that makes it hard. I listen to your podcast every time it is broadcast on the airwaves. He has an 890, a Sabre, an Aquila, an M50, and a 350R, all with LTI. So, if you breaky when you borrow, it's all good. Sounds nice. Yeah. Uh, unless fine print says uh, no glee pilot. <laughs> well, eh. I hope it doesn't say that. That'd be terrible. I mean, then, I don't think Muppets can get licenses, Gleep. You may may be in for yeah. a world of hurt here. Yeah, it's it's the it's the sticks they attach to our wrists. It makes it really yeah. Hard sometimes. Yeah. They get tangled in the it, when you don't have actual bones, I believe that's where they draw the line. <laughs> it's an issue. Yeah, it really it's is. It's a real issue. Um, he says, um, then I follow you and sleep in your ship like a bum with a sore thumb Borg species fifty six eighteen. I don't know what that means, but I like it because it rhymes. Zeno joined us and said, Hi there. I'm a longtime Star Citizen and Chris and Aaron Roberts fan ever since finding impressing space games like Wing Commander, Privateer, and Freelancer. I started backing in 2013 and by now have an Origin Jumpworks 315P, Explorer, uh, Kruger P52 Merlin, and Misk Freelancer in my Aeroview and Revel and York hangars. I can't wait for the day this huge verse comes together in all instances to create an epic game and space and adventure. I am just a casual gamer, though, and I'm looking for other players that like to casually play together. And of all organizations I've seen so far, you have a great philosophy and name that suits my style. So I'd like to apply to join, have fun with you, and carry the name throughout the verse. Greetings from Germany. Well, greetings, you know. Thank you very much for uh, for uh, joining us, and uh, we're glad to have you aboard. Yeah. 
Over on the website, we got Lunar Shots joined us. Ed did, um, I want to say Odysseus, but there's not enough syllables there. Odies? Odies. Odies? I'm going to go with Odies just because it sounds awesome. Yeah, wasn't that the uh, the dog in the Garfield mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. strip? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was Odie. Except plural, so he's more than... It's, it's multiple. Or maybe one oh. with two heads. Whatever that dog... I'm seeing two Odies. What's that yeah. dog thing that, that that the youngins watch now with the two head things? Dog, bear, cat, pig, fish, something? No? No, I'm, I'm not aware of this, and I'm, I'm, I'm mildly frightened. It's weird. It's for kids. It's really weird. Is it weird? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Shake your poodle. But no. No, don't Soak shake your poodle, poodle please. <laughs> Soak, Soak it, then shake it. Then shake All right. Oh, God. All right. So, um, I, you know what? We will come back to the Expanse talk. I mean, I was uh, I was unsure how it would go, but um, I, I think we figured it out that we uh, we both have an interest, and I think that it's, uh, especially when we get into the part here where we start tying it into Star Citizen. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be fun to, uh, to um, to speculate on uh, how these things might uh, might work out uh, for us in in the game yeah, and the website and the website and, and, oh. Oh. just go oh. you know we can we can safely I say I would think uh, say that uh, it, it, if you're curious go look at it you'll be impressed yeah go to sci-fi yeah there We'll, 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 I'm not going to link it now. No. I'm going to tease. It's a tease. tease like that. But uh, when we talk about it uh, the next time, yep. then I will definitely. Link just, it. His car game right. is just coming a little bit off the shoulder. Just a touch. Just a little, yeah. little bit, but my pants is stretchy. <laughs> Please go to engine.com. They are quick, easy, and free solution for hosting your community website. That's enjin.com. Be sure to check out Star Citizen the Base Radio at thebase.sc, where you can find rebroadcasts of our shows happening throughout the week. You see, now other shows, they would edit that. But we don't, because you know what? We're real. We don't do that. We're, we're, the, oh, we're the podcast f- for the everyman. Yes. we uh, actually, The common man? We are the, po- the podcast that comes in a styrofoam clamshell. <laughs> Yeah. Go to INN and learn things. You can find that at imperialnews.network. You can reach the podcast, and good God, why would you want to? Uh, comms at versecast.org is our email address. On Twitter, we are at versecast. Uh, do be sure to use the hashtag TGWS. Um, share that um, that gaming goodness that you're uh, enjoying with other members of the org. To join our org, go to robertspaceindustries.com slash org slash versecast. We're hoping sometime soon we can start adding folks in the um, spectrum. In the spectrum, yeah. uh, because they're, uh, it's like I used to, you know, every time somebody joined, I used to send them a nice message and say thanks for joining, mm-hmm. and you know, I remember and if the app, if the application was particularly good, you know, I would comment and say thank you for you know going to the effort. But they they removed that function from the website. So really? I can't do that anymore. Oh, that's a shame because yeah. that was really cool. That's what actually got me. It made me half think that I knew you probably just done to everybody, but it kind of made me half think at the time that oh maybe he maybe he really cares. You know, I am going to yeah. go into team speak and see what these guys are about. That's the, maybe yeah. I do. And maybe, maybe you do. <laughs> maybe I do. Um, and speaking of the spectrum, you can find us there, Roberts at spaceindustries.com slash spectrum slash community slash firstcast. On Steam, we are those guys with ships, and do be sure to check out our Star Citizen Gaming Community website. It is firstcast.org. We are your proto-molecule of love. My name is Gleep, and all my contact information is, in fact, in the show notes. Mark! <laughs> 
Well, my name is Mark. You can reach me at madcow1001.gmail.com or mark at firstcast.org. Uh, I would like to point out that, in fact, there is a topical cream for any molecule love you may find on yourself, person, or around your house. Uh, first off, I want to let you know uh, that it's going to be hot water, not cold, that you want to mix that with. And keep in mind, a vigorous scrubbing does help get that protomolecule off of that piece of furniture you love so dear. You don't want it there. You, you really, really don't. Really it glows. Should. It smells a little bit like like oranges and uh, and wet chicken. So it's a weird combination. But uh, that citrusy and, and and poultry really does not go well. Oh, citrus, poultry, and poultry. I thought that was gangrene. That no, that's almonds, right? I think uh, yeah. No, doesn't gangrene smell like uh, no almonds? I believe is cyanide, isn't it? Something like that. Isn't that what they like? <laughs> <laughs> We're getting our poisons mixed up. Uh, we we am not chemistry. We yeah. You know what's bad is I've taken a lot of it, so I really probably should know this. Um, <laughs> I yeah. I'm a social scientist. I don't know. I don't know these things. All right. Until next time, then we are those guys with ships, and this has been the Versecast. See you guys. Thank you. Got it. Hey, I want to point out before, uh, that me and Naomi are on the same page about holding up his information. You are. I thought, I thought she was going to. I thought she was punching. Yeah, no, it was bad news. It was, she probably should have. Yeah. Um, yeah.